Thank you for joining us for the Heights Baptist podcast. On this podcast, you're going to be able to find previous audio sermons and then episodes like this in which we are trying to help equip you uh, and grow your faith in Jesus Christ. You know, at Heights, our mission is to love and to lead all people to a new life with Christ. So we want to welcome you to episode number six. Uh, My name is Lee. I'm the lead pastor here at Heights. I'm joined by my co-host, worship pastor Matt Hogan, uh, who is by far the best singer I know personally. Uh, So we want to welcome you to episode six. And in this episode, we are going to discuss mental health and Christians. Diving into the topic of mental health issues that Christians face Um, And what should our responses be? What should we do as Christians when we find ourselves struggling with things like depression and anxiety and other such issues? So, uh, Matt, I know this is a um, this is a tough topic Mm -hmm. that uh, I would love for us to, you know, go deep, deep into. And this may end up being a two parter, but let's let's get into part one on this Um, as Christians, uh, just like you know, really all of our world, 2020 has been interesting. Yes. And the holidays are coming. The holidays are coming. And that's a time when a lot of people struggle with a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of emotions going on when you're seeing family and you might be dealing with family drama. Right. You know, and there's, you know, there's been a lot of disappointments throughout 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now. There's a lot of anxiety coming out of this year. Uh, you know, through the things we've had to go through with COVID and lockdowns and quarantines and stress. And as you mentioned, holidays that may bring up grief and family tension and and trouble. So when we think about mental health issues, uh, we can define mental health issues as things like, you know, maybe anxiety, depression, uh, obviously schizophrenia, you know, I mean, so you kind of, I don't want to, I guess you kind of have different layers and categories, but what do you think as far as how do we view mental health issues as Christians? Um, so maybe just to kind of say, all right, if, if I'm struggling with depression as a Christian, what, what would the Bible say about that? Well, I think the, as, as believers, as, as human beings, okay, we, we, we have a body and we have a mind, you know, and, and we, we have a, whole, a, a soul and a spirit. And so we're going to encounter issues that are physical. Mm-hmm. We're going to encounter issues that are uh, mental or uh, emotional. And then we'll, we'll encounter issues that are spiritual. And we actually may be dealing with uh, complex issues. When you're talking about something like anxiety or depression, mm-hmm. you may actually be dealing with something that has multiple facets. Right. You know, you may be dealing with something that, I mean, maybe there's, there's something physically going on. There may actually be like some kind of a chemical imbalance. Mm-hmm. There may be a pattern of, an, of unhealthy behavior or thinking that's been learned, you know, and there may be some kind of spiritual oppression going on. Mm-hmm. And so as a, as a person who, who has all these parts of ourselves, all these facets of ourselves, I think it's important for us to, to be willing to address those issues from a variety of fronts. So we want to look to the physical, you know, mm-hmm. our, am I eating right? Am I taking care of myself? Um, uh, the, the, the spiritual, obviously, you know, my, am I spending time with the Lord in prayer? Am I reading my Bible? And am I, am I involved in a, in, in a community of believers, right. you know, and also the, the mental and emotional, which, you know, mm-hmm. that, that might be, that might involve like therapy or, mm-hmm. um, spending some time with a counselor. Yeah. And I just think it's important for us to recognize that, that as believers, as human beings, we have all these different facets. And so there's, 
um, a variety of ways we can address some of these issues. Yeah. And I think as Christians, we have to, like you said, we realize we are, we are people who still struggle. Yes. Um, yes, we are new in Christ. We have that new spirit. We still have that old sin nature. We have that old body. Um, you know, we, we go through life where the ups and downs. And so I often, you know, I'll get asked this question a lot. Um, you know, as a Christian, do I, is it, you know, I, I'm struggling with depression. Does that mean I'm not saved? <laughs> or, or, you know, I have this mental health issue. Does that mean I'm, I'm not saved? And I'm like, have you read the Psalms? Right. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, being a worship pastor, like there's a bunch of good songs in there. And it's like, and I love the Psalms because in the Psalms, you just get the roller coaster of life and yeah. the ups and downs. And you read one Psalm and David's like, I love you, Lord. And then you read two Psalms later. And he's like, where did you go? I'm in right. the depths of my soul. And, and so I think we, we have to understand that um, it's okay to say you're not okay. Absolutely. Um, it's not okay to not be okay and stay not okay. Yeah. I mean, why do you think... Why do you think, because, you know, we, when we get together for church, we take prayer requests all the time. Right. You know, and, and most of our people are, are very comfortable sharing requests about, you know, I'm, I'm praying for this person or I'm praying for this family member. I'm praying for this job situation. And a lot of people are very comfortable saying, you know, I'm fixing to have this procedure. I'm going to have mm -hmm. this operation. I'm going to have surgery. Can you pray for me? Why do you think that we're reluctant to, to talk about, um, things like anxiety and depression. Why do you think that is? I think over time as Christians, we, we have this kind of stigma, this understanding that, well, wait a minute, if I follow Jesus, then everything should always be merry and rosy and I should be up and excited and woohoo, you know, <laughs> it's like, but that's not life. I mean, right. you know, you, you don't go through life all the time like that. Things aren't always good and great and easy and smooth. And so I think when you come into church, into a service, a lot of times we've been trained, I think maybe unintentionally as we've grown up in church, to say, well, well, I'm, I'm at church and I should be put well together and have it all together because that's what a good follower of Jesus would do and have. I'm like, but have you read the Gospels? Like, the disciples are messed up people. Yeah. <laughs> like, they have their struggles. I mean, you got James and John who have clear anger issues when they come to Jesus, and they're like, hey, this, this village rejected you. Let's, let's call down thunder and lightning upon them. I mean, let's address their anger problem <laughs> for a minute, you know? And so I just think, as Christians, we, we've built this concept of church and coming into worship as I've got to come all together mm -hmm. and I've got to come put together. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, that's not it. You, you come where you are. You come in your mess. You come in your brokenness and you find that restoration in Jesus. You find that hope in Christ. Um, and so I've tried to be, and I know I've caught some of our church members <laughs> off guard because I've tried to be very honest on the, you know, the Sunday morning question, how are you doing? You know, Oh, highly favored and blessed. I mean, you get those. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's been mornings. I've just had bad mornings sometimes. So yeah. like, how are you, Pastor? Not good. Uh -huh. Like, I'm just not good right now. And they just kind of stop. And they're like, oh, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, because we live in a culture where it's very 
common and polite to say, well, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. You know, what does that mean? Right. Right. You know, yeah. and I think so, especially, you know, church needs to be a safe place. Yes. Um, and church needs to be a place, especially like in your smaller group, especially in your life group right. or your, or, or like your smaller community that needs to be a place where it's okay to not be okay. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, you may not want to bear your soul to every single, you know, if you're, if you're worshiping with a group of 150 or 300 people, you may not want to be pouring all of that out in front of people that may be guessing that you don't know. And that, but especially in your small group context, yeah. Yeah. that needs to be a place where it's okay to say, man, I am struggling. Right. You know, one of the things that is a real joy to me is when we have our life group that meets on Monday nights, we take a little, the very end of the, of the night, uh, the ladies stay in one room and the guys go in another room. Mm -hmm. And it's just a, um, a small group of us guys gathered around and most of us are dads. Mm -hmm. And mostly we're just talking about the struggles that we're having, loving our wives and loving our kids well. Mm -hmm. And it's just, just, just kind of knowing that there's five or six other guys that that aren't perfect right. is just a huge joy to my heart as yeah. I'm trying to figure out <laughs> yeah. how to live for Christ and be the man, uh, be the husband and the father that God calls me to be. Yeah. It's a huge like comfort and encouragement to me to know there's four or five other guys that are in the same boat right. saying, man, God's called me to be this. And right now I feel like I'm being this, Yeah, you yeah. know, and, and all of the issues that come along with that. Yeah. And I, I think in the that's the good part of connecting. You mm -hmm. know, as a church, we want to be a church that connects with one another because uh, we say the Christian life's not lived to be, you know, lived to be alone. Um, and that's the hard part about mental health sometimes mm -hmm. is because depression isolates. Uh -huh. And I get depressed and I don't want to be around people and I want to withdraw and I want to end. So I say, you know, folks sometimes with depression, they want to insulate and isolate. You know, they want to isolate themselves from the group, and then they want to insulate themselves from other people's problems. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing with anxiety, worry. So, so when we struggle with these things, we, we have the tendency to want to pull back. Where it's like, no, what you have to do in those moments is press in. Mm -hmm. Like, that's where you want to press into community. Uh, because what you find in those safe environments is you're not alone. Yes. And, and that's the key. Um, so I'll have sometimes people say, you know, I'm struggling with this or I'm struggling with that. And one of my first things I'll always tell them is like, hey, guess what? You're not the only one in this church that's struggling with that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I can name you four or five other people right now who have the same struggle. Uh, because a lot of times when we struggle with mental health issues, we feel like we're alone. Mm -hmm. And then I look around and it looks like everybody else has it put together. When mm -hmm. I feel like I don't. You know, and it's like, no, no, no. All these other people have their problems too. Right. <laughs> You're not alone. And so I, I appreciate you bringing that up. I think that's a key reason to get in those smaller groups, mm -hmm. uh, to find that trusted friend or two friends that you can just say, hey, look, I'm not okay today. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's good. What, uh, what happens, kind of what's the process that happens when, if I'm in the congregation and I come to see a pastor and yeah. cause, cause this is something, if, if I'm dealing with something, uh, that's mental health related, if I'm right. dealing with anxiety or depression, maybe I've grown up in the church mm -hmm. and I've sort of grown up in this culture that says on Sunday morning, we're all okay. Yeah. And so I'm very scared about being judged, mm -hmm. being looked down on. So yeah. it's really hard for me to take that step and say, pastor, I'm dealing with X, Y, and Z. Right. I, I need help. What am I supposed to do? What happens then? Like, what's the process? Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think in, 
I'm going to answer this in a roundabout way, but I'm getting there. <laughs> so, you know, in my own life, I've had struggles. Um, and I was brought up in church, uh, in seminary, in one, the one counseling class I had to take. You know, um, we, we had a counselor, uh, the professor who was kind of anti-medication. Mm -hmm. And so his, his counseling tactics were more, um, you know, if you're struggling with depression or anxiety, yes, there, there's got to be a sin issue in there. And so let's tackle that with the word of God. You don't need to really see a therapist or, you know, have medicine and things. Um, when I went through bouts of depression, uh, due to a, a family loss we experienced in 2015, um, I was diagnosed with situational PTSD. Uh, so a situational depression, meaning uh, when I went to see a doctor who then referred me to a psychologist, um, my, my personality trait is kind of up-down, you know, like most people, but I can bounce back when I get a little down. That situation caused me to go down, and I couldn't bounce back, uh -huh. you know, and, I, and finally I had to go to Sandra and say, I know there's something wrong with me, and I can't get out of this. I, I can't bounce back. I, I need help, you know. And, and so we did counseling. Um, I did medication for a brief time, and, and I wanted that to be, you know, brief. I wanted to make sure I could work myself out of, out of that, hopefully, with, with help. Um, the hard part for me at the time was I was pastoring. Right. <laughs> so where do you go as a pastor to find help, which right. was which was hard. Um, but I have found when I have shared my story and I've shared it here at Heights a little bit at times in pieces, I've always found people coming up to me and like, thank you for sharing. I'm in the same boat or I've gone through that. Um, and so for this church, it, it's been super encouraging to me. To be able to go, yeah, guys, look, even as pastor, I, I still have situations um, that I struggle in. And, and so I, I love that environment. And so I, I said all that to get to these points. Um, you know, when someone comes forward is I want you to know you're, you're going to be loved. Um, you're not going to be shamed. Um, these, these things that you struggle with, that you go through. Um, they, those are things that, that God can help and people can help, uh, but you're, you're not going to be turned away. Um, you're not going to be shamed or, or, you know, looked down upon. And we are all people that need Christ. We are all people that need Jesus. We are all people that have struggles in our lives. Um, and so I want you to know that if you come forward to me, you come forward to Matt, a life group leader, you're going to be loved. You're going to be prayed for. You're going to be heard. Um, and then you're going to be helped. And so one of the things that we try to do is find good biblical counselors, psychiatrists, people in the maybe, you know, that realm that can sit down with you and take you through um, some long-term counseling. Um, unfortunately, that's not a skill I have. <laughs> right. Um, but what we do is we, we have great resources around uh, where we're able to find help for you. And so uh, that's what we want you to know that uh, and why we wanted to put this podcast episode really together is 
to let you know that if you are in the darkness, if you are struggling, it is okay uh, to come out in the light. It's okay to let that be known. Uh, you're going to be loved and cared for, prayed for, heard, and we're going to find help for you. Yeah. One of the things that I was thinking about was just uh, the issue of confidence. Right. Um, because you might be dealing with something that's that's very embarrassing. Sure. Or that you're, that's, that you're really afraid to yeah. share. Um, and uh, we as a staff have very strict policies and guidelines as far as what, what we're able to share. Right. And then we are going to be very quick to refer you to yeah. somebody who's a professional. Right. And those professionals have ironclad rules about confidence. Right. You know, even like some of the, you know, depending on who you go see, you're, they're even going to be bound by like certain legal requirements mm -hmm. and licensing requirements that yeah. they hold what's going on in confidence. So right. if you're concerned about some of the stigma or the shame that might be attached with admitting that you're dealing with some kind of a mental health issue, yeah. like know that if you're going to your pastors or if you're going to uh, who are going to very quickly, you know, try and connect you with a professional, yeah. you're going to be talking to somebody who who, uh, who it's their job to, to hold those things in confidence. Yeah. You know? And so, so I would encourage um, folks that are listening and watching to, 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 trust, to trust your pastors um, and to trust um, uh, the recommendations mm -hmm. uh, to get to a, to a professional. Yeah. Now, yeah. I thought it was really interesting what you said about um, the, the counseling. Now, you had one counseling class in seminary. I yes. didn't have any. Yeah. I had zero. Right. <laughs> um, sadly, that's a really important part of our job as pastors. That right. happens a lot. And we spend a lot more time uh, studying Greek and Hebrew than we do studying counseling. That's right. just kind of a reality of a lot of the ways that pastors are kind of trained yeah. these days. Um, but you were talking about sort of that approach that says, oh, you don't, you don't need you don't need to see a professional. You don't need uh, medication. What you need is 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 more more Bible and more Jesus. Right now, that's a that's an attitude that I've encountered um, in various places, kind of in the church over the years. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, so I would just kind of ask, like, kind of what what are your thoughts on that? As for somebody who says, no, 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 you know, the Bible is all we need. We don't we don't need you know a trained professional, and we certainly don't need anything pharmaceutical. What, yeah. what are your, kind of your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't agree with them. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, because you've just kind of shared your story. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yes, we need Jesus. Yes, right. we need prayer. Yes, we need Bible. Yeah. I'm not discounting any of those things. But I think part of that process in, in finding help and finding hope and, and getting better is talking to people. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's allowing God to use other people who have that giftedness and training to pour into them, you know, in, mm -hmm. into your life. Uh, and so for instance, right now I have a, I have a friend up in Houston who is a, a counselor to pastors. And every so often I do a check-in with him, mm -hmm. uh, just because it's like, Hey, it's, it's been, been a couple months, man, let's sit down and talk. And yeah. I just, I need a place sometimes to go and, and get some things off my mind or off my chest, uh, and allow God to use that person to speak into me. Uh, that's, that's the key part. So yeah, I, I know that's a, a very common kind of part in Christian uh, talk when you get into mental health issues. Like, oh, no, you don't need the medication. You don't need that. Well, yeah, you, sometimes you do. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a deep, deep issue uh, that, that you might need that for a time or you may need that for a long time. Yeah. So. Well, and, and this is literally a thought that I just had as we're having this conversation. But I was thinking that, you know, we're as believers, we're always called to be in relationships with someone um, 
that's that's helping us to be more like Jesus. Right. And that's what we call discipleship, or yeah. sometimes we talk we call it mentorship. You want somebody who's been following Jesus longer than you, yeah. who can help you grow in your relationship with Christ. Right. Um, and when you go to see a professional, uh, preferably somebody who who loves the Lord, and so yeah. somebody who's who's gonna who has a Christian worldview. When you go to see a professional, you really you're just doing that process, that very biblical process. Yes with someone who has a lot of training and expertise in that field. Right. So I would say that's a very appropriate thing yeah. is, you know, find, you know, a believer who loves the Lord, who specializes in the area that, that you're dealing with. Yes. You know, so I, I, I wouldn't hesitate for a minute to right. say, you know, it's yeah. seeking out um, the help of a, of a trained professional, mm -hmm. of a, a counselor or a psychologist or, or even or even a psychiatrist yeah. would be totally appropriate right. for a believer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So as we're kind of wrapping up, we always like to give kind of one summary takeaway point. What do you what do you have here for episode six? I would say it's okay to love Jesus and have a therapist or it's okay to love Jesus and go to 12 step. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. And uh, mine is going to be this, that you are not defined by the problems you struggle with. That as a believer in Jesus Christ, you are defined. Your identity is in Christ. You are a son or a daughter of God who has loved, who has cared for. And so what you are struggling with today, that is something you're struggling with but that is not your identity. And so I want you to hear that and hear that well. Your identity is rooted in Jesus. And take hope in that. Find help in that. Find comfort in that. Uh, and so, Matt, I know that was, that was a lot here in, in, you know, 20 minutes. And um, we may come back to this topic as the holidays get a little closer, maybe go a little deeper. Um, I know a cool guest star that we probably can bring next time. Um, that I'm, you know, I'm married to. <laughs> she knows, <laughs> she knows more about this topic than we do. Um, but you know, I think this was helpful. I appreciate your your questions you're sharing today. Uh, we want to thank you for for watching today and and listening on our audio podcast as well. And as we're connecting through this medium online, we'd love to be able to connect with you more. Uh, and so, if you, no matter where you're listening from, we would love to be able to know who you are. We'd love to know how to pray for you. And so, if you're watching this on our YouTube station, you can simply open the camera app on your phone, hold that over that QR code. That's going to take you to our website, and there's going to be a hub right there on that page where you can connect with us, share prayer requests. If you have a decision you want to make for Jesus, let us know that. If you are listening, uh, you can go to heightschurch.org slash connect and find that same information hub there that we'd love to be able to connect with you. And so we'd love to be able to continue that uh, relationship online, building it with you in faith. But also we'd love to see you in person. If you can make it here to Heights on a Sunday morning, we have worship services at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. live in person. And we also stream those at 9 a.m. and 10.30 here on our YouTube page and our Heights Facebook page. So I hope that you have a great week. Thank you for tuning in with us and God bless.